on Shabbos we read about the fascinating laws of the Nazir. Rashi asks, why were the halachas of the Nazir put adjacent to the halachas of the Saita? Rashi explains, it's to tell you, anyone who sees a soita in her state of disgrace, after she has been beard by the koyan, should take it upon himself to refrain from drinking wine by becoming a nazir. For wine leads to promiscuity. So there's an obvious question here. Quite on the contrary, if someone witnessed this incredibly degrading event, they are not the likely candidates to go astray. Why are they being warned about becoming inebriated, an act that leads to immoral behavior, after they witnessed its horrific consequences firsthand? So the Gemara Masechtas Gittin relates a fascinating story about the murder of Ilish. The Gemara recounts that the Rav Ilish was imprisoned, and seated next to Rav Ilish in captivity was a man who understood the language of birds. One day a raven flew by and chirped. Rav Ilish asked his fellow captive, what did the bird say? And he said, the bird said, Ilish brach, Ilish brach, Ilish, make a run for it. And Ravilish said, the raven is a liar. I can't trust him. I can't rely on him. A short time later, a chirping dove flew by. And once again, Ilish turned to his companion for interpretation. And again he said, Ilish brach, Ilish brach, Ilish, escape. And Ravilish reasoned, the Jewish people are compared to a yoyna. So I can safely assume that a miracle will be performed on my behalf. And the Gemara says, Rav Ilish eluded his captors and miraculously crossed the river to safety. Rav Kiva Eger asks, In the Seder Olam it says that Rav Ilish himself understood the language of birds. Then why did he have to ask his cellmate to interpret the message of the birds? Rav Chaim Shmulevitz, in his imitable style, offers a beautiful explanation. He says, It's true that Rav Ilish understood bird language. For otherwise, he would not have attached any significance to their chirping. But he was also aware that his intense desire to be free might cause him to be so subjective that he might be hearing what he would like to hear rather than what was actually being conveyed by the birds. He therefore turned to his companion for an objective confirmation that he was being informed by heaven that his escape would be successful. The classic case of this example is found by the Parsha of the Maraglam that we will be reading next week. When the Meraglim returned from Eretz Yisrael and reported their findings, they told Klal Yisrael that the land is Eretz Achelus Yashveho, a land that consumes its inhabitants. And the Gemara Saita explains that everywhere the Meraglim went, they saw funerals. People were dying throughout the time the Meraglim were there, and they therefore concluded that Eretz Yisrael must be a dangerous place. In truth, however, Hashem saw to it that people would die during the Meraglim stay so that the people would be so preoccupied with burying and mourning their loved ones and they would not notice the spies. The funerals were actually a sign of Hashem's kindness. However, the Meraglim interpreted it that Hashem was bringing them to a deadly place that kills its residents. This incident illustrates the famous aphorism. A person sees what he wants to see, he hears what he wants to hear, and he believes what he wants to believe. One person can see a certain incident and look at it objectively and come out with one conclusion, and another person can see the same incident and come to a totally different conclusion. Our vision is affected by our mindset and our attitude. If one comes in with a positive attitude, then everything looks rosy. But if one comes in with a negative attitude, he will only see the problems. Two years ago, there was a raging debate online between Laurel or Yanni. In the same audio clip, 50% of the people heard Laurel and 50% heard Yanni. 
Even people listening together on the same device heard different words. So how could this be? So audiologists explain that sound is specific to individuals. We are not all ears. There's also some brain. While our ears allow us to hear, our brains tell us what to hear, or rather, what we interpret we hear. Sound is not just happening in the ear, but also somewhere in our brain. Basic information is recorded and sent to the brain by the ear. The same concept holds true to vision. Somewhere up in the cognitive area, we add our own interpretation. People can hear the same piece of audio, same cadence, same beat and rhythm, and still interpret the words differently. Fans of Laurel and Hardy heard Laurel, while Yanni the musician, of course, he heard Yanni. So why would someone who witnessed the episode of the Saita take on a vow of Naziris? It's because two people can hear and view the same exact event, and one is moved and inspired, and on the other one, it has absolutely no impact. Two people can witness the degradation and the humiliation of the Saita, and one is not moved or influenced by it, and the other becomes elevated and inspired. Because inspiration is not an emotion, it's a decision. Says the Torah, if you want this inspiration to last, put it into something tangible and become a Nazar. And now we know. Have a wonderful day.